Hello, how are you? And welcome to With Miska podcast. My guest today is Irina Tundra and Irina Tundra. She's a Finnish. This episode is going to be in English. The whole episode is going to be in English. So um, she's a Finnish uh, stripper, and we decided that we're going to speak English because she has a quite um, she has an in- international following too. So there's going to be two Finnish people speaking English. It was inter- interesting to speak with her because I don't really know that much about um, the profession of a stripper, and there's. There is definitely some overlaps if you think think about the stand-up comedian or actor. Yeah, I think especially stand-up comedians are definitely so definitely some uh, similarities in those two professions. So in this episode, you can hear about that. It's really interesting, and she it's a candid talk talk about um, how the life of a stripper in Finland and uh, in some other countries too is. She talks about Australia and some other countries where she has worked. And that's it. Please enjoy. And um, our film, Someone Somewhere, is on Elisa Wiedem. And I also got news that um, the horror film I directed, uh, Viham Pidot, Insanity, uh, we got uh, an American distribution deal, so eventually it's going to be released in America. I don't have the dates or anything like that yet, but it's going to go to some uh, streaming services uh, where you can rent it or something like that. Uh, but the main thing is that it's going to come in August in Elisa Vihde in Finland, um, Sweden, Norway, Iceland, Estonia, or around there, wherever you can get Elisa Vihde. I don't have the specific date for that yet, like when in August, but uh, I, I'm going to let you know when I find out about the specific date. But it's going to come out in August. So Vihan Bidot, the horror film, is going to be there. And someone somewhere is there now. Yeah. Anyway, please enjoy my talk with Irina Tundra. Hi, Irina. Thank you for coming to with Miska. I actually need you since we dis- we both are Finnish and we decided to do this in uh, English. H- how should I- is it, Irina? How do you say your name in English? Uh, I've changed to Irina. Like a concert arena, because <laughs> everyone says it differently. So I could say Irina Tundra. Yes, that sounds great. Let Let's do that. So thank you for being here. Where are you now? I'm in Finland, in my kitchen. And what time is it there? It's eight p.m. What time I- is it there? I'm here in LA and it's uh it's ten ten a.m. So I just woke up. Oh, this. yes. Okay, okay. Yes, and it's uh, thank you so much for being here. And so, oh, so thank you, you for having me. Uh, how is it? How has it been with you with the COVID and the, with the virus and everything? Well, everything got canceled because we perform in like um, for groups and in nightclubs and stuff. So all the nightclubs, restaurants were closed. Um, groups of more than ten people could not meet up. So everything got canceled for about three months, and now we're slowly getting back to normal or like normal um, amount of gigs. So I guess we should talk about your profession. So everything, all the shows got canceled. What what kind of shows? What shows do you do? What's your profession? You're a stripper. 
Yeah, I'm a stripper, glamour model, concert goer. <laughs> yeah, you were you were talking that uh, you perform like uh, you said we like. So you do you perform in groups or what? What what kind of shows do you do? What what uh, kind I of mean, shows were you talking about? Yeah. Well, the striptease shows, but I mean, like uh, everyone on this in this industry. Everybody's gigs were canceled. And uh, do you work your? How do you work yourself? By yourself or as a group or? How? Usually by myself. Like most of my shows are like single performer. Um, we also do duos and group shows with my colleagues, but that's um, that's very rare. Usually we do like one. One person dancing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you, sorry, I interrupted you, and you said that you're. I just said that you're a stripper, but you said your other things that you're a stripper and uh, what concert or what else? And glamour model. What is glamour modeling? Oh, uh, well, it's basically modeling, but uh, usually more sexier pictures, and. Um, it's uh how do i say our goal is to make money from the photo shoots if that makes sense so what what do you mean you make money with the photo shoot shoots people what, what do you mean by that do you sell the photos like or uh, like anyone can book me uh if you're like hobby photographer or you need to build your portfolio or whatever or professional photographer who needs to build your perf- portfolio, uh, then you can book me for a photo oh, shoot. Oh yeah, just like any m- models, would you say? Yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. But I also noticed on your website you actually sell quite a lot of your photos. Yeah, I do that too. Like, uh, well, now very popular for girls to do. I don't know. Am I allowed to mention any websites? But uh, you can mention that... any anything you want. Yeah. Okay. So like the OnlyFans is a big thing right now, but I basically do the same thing. I just have my own website, web shop, and sell photo sets, videos, whatever. Yeah. So just for the all the listeners, <coughs> the reason why we're speaking. English, we actually talked about this yesterday, like, should we speak English or Finnish? But it, Irene has so much uh, following uh, abroad and outside Finland, so we decided, okay, we're going to do this in English. And, and your all, all your social media presence is in English too, right? Yeah, yeah, I try to keep it in English. Yes, so so we decided to speak English, so all the fin- since all yeah. the Finnish uh, listeners can understand English too. Yeah, so w- what's that? OnlyFans? The website like, OnlyFans. Yeah, it's like a website where anyone can uh, upload content, like like you upload to social media, you upload content, but you're not making money. So OnlyFans, uh, you upload. You can be a fitness coach. You can be a porn star. You can be a chef teaching people how to cook, like whatever, and people pay like subscribe to your OnlyFans so they pay and they get like exclusive content 
Do you know? Do they so do they pay like monthly fee or how does it work? Yeah, I think it's monthly and then and then the content creator gets a cut from that. Yeah, is it good? I've heard it's good. I don't do it. I wasn't approved, so I was like, yeah, whatever, you know, I have my own web shop, so I just thought it's it just makes more sense to put it all the all my content on my web shop and people can buy it from there. And I have to um I have to advertise whether I'm doing it on OnlyFans, whether I'm doing it on Pornhub, whether I'm doing it wherever, I need to advertise for people to know, to find me. So I thought, why advertise another website when I can just advertise my own web shop? And it's uh, the same kind of content that I would put out anyway. So yeah, I just have my own web shop and you can get photo sets, videos. Do you know why you were not approved? I think because I was in Australia at that time and my phone number, I don't know whether it was because it was a Finnish phone number and I was in Australia, so it was confused or because my Australian number was a prepaid number, so it wouldn't, yeah, maybe something like that. I don't know. Yeah. So, so I was just, I was just, okay, this is a sign from the universe that this is not my thing. <laughs> so since you also sell lots of stuff and um, do the shows, like what, how does your, what does your work consist of? Because you do so many things. Um. Well, most of my money comes from the striptease shows. So I perform in nightclubs, bars, pubs. We do like erotic nights and strippers come there and do like a few shows during the night. Um, Then I do like private events like bachelor's party, birthday party, um, corporate parties, Christmas parties, whatever. Uh, And then... um, yeah, that that's that brings most of the money, but then I have like a side things like the web shop. I sell uh, used clothes, the photos. Used videos. clothes. Yes, yes. <laughs> what what kind of used clothes? Oh, anything. I have anything. Well, the panties are the most popular ones. I sell stockings, pantyhose, socks, bras. Um, nightgowns, tops, jeans, whatever people want to buy. <laughs> so how does it work with the uh, used panties? Um, like how, 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 how long do you wear them and who buys them? Um, actually, they're super popular. Like, um, I don't know who buys them because I only sell through internet. So I only pack them and send them. So I never see the people, but I assume any anyone walking towards me in the street could be a panty buyer. Do you have any? It could more? be anyone. Sorry. Huh? Yes, it could be anyone. 
It could be anyone. So yeah, basically you make an order on my web shop and uh, you get to choose like strings or hipsters or what kind of color you want. And then I let you know when I'm going to wear them. I wear them for a couple of days, just uh, like normal wear and put them in a plastic bag and send them off. What do you mean like normal wear? Just everyday wear on? Yeah, just like I would wear any any pair. Because um, some people ask, like, can I pee in them? Can I menstruate in, in them? Like, no, I don't do that. <laughs> Why don't you go there? Why don't you do that? Um, it's, uh, it's just a boundary that I have. It's just uh, it doesn't feel comfortable. So I'd like to keep the toilet stuff kind of... <laughs> It's my own <laughs> private thing. Yeah, that's actually interesting. Like, uh, w- where are your boundaries as a stripper? W- where do they go? Where are they? Uh, well, everyone sets their boundaries themselves. Uh, nobody can tell anyone how they should, what they can, what they should do or not should do. Like, everyone sets the boundaries themselves. Um, Well, I get fully naked in my show. I do not masturbate. I do not like touch myself down there. I do not let anyone touch me down there. Um, Customers cannot touch me. Um, Yeah, I don't use any toys. Um, What else? I guess that's the most like biggest, most... So there's no touching at all. At my show, no. How about with the lap dance? Do you do lap dance? Yeah, I do. So there's, of course, there's some contact, but like, um, I don't let people like put their hands on me, or I don't touch them in any like private parts, and um, except one show. <laughs> it's what show? Except maybe one. Uh, Maybe just one show. I do. I do spank the guy, um, but otherwise, like no, no hands on me. Um, I don't do like grinding. Do you know what I mean? Like on the crotch or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. So, and uh, what's the show with the? You said this, there's a spanking show. Yes. <laughs> so how does that differ from the others? a little bit like um yeah i don't do like dominatrix stuff like snm stuff i don't do that but this one show is a little bit like dominatrix inspired so the character has like a whip and pvc dress and all of that so yeah she like undresses the guy and gives him spanking (laughs) so you spank him yeah. So, um, uh, what, what, if people want to pay you more and if they want to touch, is, is there that option? Uh, well, I have done touching for like extra money. But um, actually last weekend I was like, okay, you know, I'm getting so great money anyway. And they wanted to to try my boobs like I got silicon boobs so I thought okay yeah whatever this cool guys and 
and we had a good time so i was like yeah whatever you know for an extra fee go for it but actually afterwards i was like i mm, like it didn't feel right so yeah maybe i won't be doing that and that has that and then yeah sorry and in when i was in australia working in australia uh in queensland in the clubs uh touching is included in the private shows like when a customer buys a private show private dance uh, they are allowed to touch the dancer so i was like you know i'll try it i'll just try how it feels you know step out of your comfort zone let's see how it feels and yeah i just know i i just don't like it how about do how about if uh, people want to masturbate the client um, well most yeah yeah uh most places like most establishments they don't allow that um at private parties go for it go for it give me a little bit more extra money and go for it <laughs> and that can happen i don't care that can happen yeah and uh, how 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 about in the private so there's the strip shows in clubs where no one masturbates but how how about in the private private um, shows in, inside the clubs i uh, mean yeah most clubs are like it's not allowed in clubs yeah even if it's a private room it's not allowed if you think about the other strippers especially in finland like it seems like the, the mm-hmm. line where you draw is is like you said that you really do it for yourself every is it like that yeah yeah there's no like general rules yeah in at least in finland and um i don't think in the us either like every club is different every state is different every girl is different so there's really nothing like in general rules yeah. or anything in australia it was very um it was quite clear every state had their own rules and it it seemed like each club in that state had the same rules like either no touching at all or or yes touching yeah yeah and it, and it was like in the law in the state law like what can you do in a strip club where can you touch where can you not touch how far do you got to stay from the client and stuff like that it was all like in the, written in the law and what so it was yeah quite, sorry it was quite clear it was quite clear in australia like yeah you just knew what to yeah. do but here here it's like the wild west everyone just decides for themselves what well, what's your relationship and uh, what are your thoughts on prostitution not necessarily for you but like generally yeah um where i stand um i how, how do i say i'm for legalizing brothels and prostitution or i don't know like the word prostitution is like uh 
this is what I was told, uh, is like when somebody prostitutes you. Do you know what I mean? Like um, when someone works independently, uh, she's not prostituted. She is independent. She doesn't have someone who prostituted her. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So the word prostitution, prostitute is maybe wrong. What? Yes. Like it's out. It's outdated. Let's say it's outdated. Nowadays, most of the working girls are like um, independent workers. So um, I'm for legalization of of uh, full service sex work, absolutely, and brothels. Um, because I think uh, the workers need a place where they can safely do their work together. Like the way the laws are now, as soon as there's somebody profiting from their work, for example, if they rent a room somewhere, there's immediately someone profiting from their work. So that is illegal. So... I, I think it would be a lot safer if they would have like a place that they wouldn't have to work from home or anything, but they would have a place where customers know where to go to get these services and, and people could work there together so they're not alone. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, this is the discussion at the moment, like whether we decriminalize or we legalize full service. What's the situation? You know uh, the actually, difference? what's the situation now in Finland? In Finland, um, it's uh, completely legal to sell sex. It's completely legal to buy sex, as long as it's not from a victim of trafficking yes. uh, but brothels are illegal so as soon as there's like a pimp someone a third as soon as there's a third party so basically someone uh, profiting from the transaction a third party profiting from the transaction that is illegal like the third party is illegal so if yeah so if um, the full service sex worker, is paying rent. She doesn't own the place, her home. She pays rent and she takes a customer at home. Basically, the landlord is a pimp. Yeah. And that's illegal. Yeah, so... And you hmm. were... So it's very complicated. And you were talking before that um, there's a discussion whether they de- decriminalize de- it or something. Mm-hmm. Can you can you go back to that? Either de, de, yeah, uh, either decriminalize or legalize. So okay, uh, this is not my um, industry, yeah. so I'm not hundred percent sure. But what I've understood is that decriminalize the full service sex work means to completely take away any laws anything that ha- that restricts or like everything 
take away all the laws, everything that has to do with selling sex. And anyone could do it anywhere, any way they want, whatever. Like, Like, we don't have laws on how, I don't know. We don't have laws about striptease, like how can you do it? How can you not? As long as you're not selling sexual services, do whatever. Like is it is it we don't have any laws. So they want so decriminalize would mean basically, you know, just no laws, nothing, wild west, go for it wherever you want, whoever, however. But legalize would mean that um it would be legal, but there would be like laws and strict, uh, like how you can do it. Uh, only eighteen years and and over, where you can do it. You know, there would be like mm, some regulations, strict regulations exactly on how you can do it and who can do it and where they can do it. So I'm actually. It looks like most sex workers are more on the decriminalization side because um, like most people who need the money, they are in a position where they can't go to the police and give their fingerprints and stuff like that. Like they need the money now. They need to start doing it now in their home or wherever. So we're kind of, we're not solving a problem by legalizing it. Because if we legalize it, then they will have to go get fingerprinted, um, all get all the legal papers, everything. It will take so much time and so much money and effort that people who really need to do the job, they maybe can't get into the job. But I'm still, I'm more on the legal eye. I know it's not like unpopular in my industry to be on the legalization side, but I'm going to be brave and say I'm on the legalization side because uh, I think it's quite uh, crazy that anyone could just like from just the thought, hey, I need some extra money. Let's go sell some sex and, you know, and without any any more thought I'm afraid it would go to that so I'd rather have it legalized it will be like very strict regulations yeah and yeah Mm. that makes sense yeah yeah it's gonna it's gonna be like effort you gotta you have to go through some effort and maybe spend some money to start the job but at least you will be sure that this is what you want really want to do yeah do you when you and then we will see to it that you know everything's okay everyone's using a condom everyone's of legal age all of that will be maybe better do you often Mm. run to situations where clients expect more from you than you actually are willing to do absolutely all the time really that's why yeah that's why I think uh, I've been in this whole brothel sex work discussion so much because I see the demand 
As soon as I started working as a stripper, I immediately saw the demand for sex. It's just enormous. You hear it all the time. All the time people are asking for it. So to me, it would be great if it would be more more in the open so people would know where to go to get it. Yeah. And where not to get it. Which would be and where not to get yeah. it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Interesting. Uh, like, wh- wh- well, you're Finnish, but where are you from in Finland? I'm from the south. Like uh, I'm South Finland. Uh, I'm uh, I'm Swedish speaking Finn. Oh yes, I noticed that. I watched some of your YouTube videos, and you were watching <laughs> Finnish. Uh, you sorry, you were speaking yeah. Swedish there. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, how how did you grow up? What kind of, what kind of family do you come from? Oh, uh, you know, I would say that I had a very happy childhood. Like very mm, nothing nothing weird really. I think we hear so often we hear nowadays that um, how people had such a hard childhood and or hard life and. All of that problems and stuff, but I would really say that I had a very, very happy childhood, very good education. When do you? When did you start yeah. performing, or get interested in performing? Uh, I started when I was, I think, twenty one. I think I was twenty one when I started modeling. I started as a model in men's magazines. And then I just, because it's the same industry in Finland, it's the same, the models and strippers, it's kind of, everybody knows everybody. So then I um, got introduced to stripping and I really liked it. And here I am. (laughs) Uh, Before we go, that's great. Before we go there, I I was mm -hmm. just wondering, like, did you have any interest in any kind of uh, performing before that? When do you think the first bug think, happened, like when you got excited about something? Uh, I think, I think like the very, very first thought of getting in the adult entertainment industry was, oh, when I was 13 or something, and, you know, Blink-182 had the porn star on their album cover. What was the album Did, or the star? I don't have it here, but Enema of the State. Sorry? Blink-182. Enema of the State. Oh, that was the name. The album. Yeah, okay. So if people can yeah, Google it. And yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And the porn star was Janine Lindemolder. Okay. Yeah, so she was on the cover, and I really liked the band. And, and then I learned that she's a porn star, and I thought she was so beautiful. I just wanted to be like her. And that that was maybe the first time I kind of played with the thought of maybe this is something I could do when I'm when I grow up. But that thought I didn't really, you know, put any more thought into it. And when you said that, that then, this is something I could do, what what was this? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know, I didn't at that time. I was thirteen. I didn't even know 
that there is such a thing as strippers or striptease. I knew nothing about that. I just heard this woman on the cover is a porn star. I barely knew what porn was. So, and I remember actually reading my diaries and I think I meant strippers or models, but I just called everyone porn stars. I remember just writing porn stars, but, but yeah, I think I meant more like strippers, stuff like that. So yeah, I just, I just, I, I didn't know this industry at all. But it was just like a thought, oh, she's a porn star, maybe I can be a porn star, which I thought maybe meant more like a model. I don't know. Do you know what was but so exciting about her to you? She was just super beautiful, like super feminine, big boobs, tattoos, big strong makeup big eyes just so beautiful yeah because that's uh definitely something else like compared to miss finland or something that we can see on tv so there was something in her that uh, excited you <laughs> maybe yeah maybe yeah and i was never really into like the natural look i always wanted like green hair or <laughs> something weird tattoos yeah So did anything happen on that field or that interest between 13 and 21? Um, then at the age of 20, I got my first breast implants. And I think that was kind of uh, like a turning point that I, I just all of a sudden I was okay with my body and everything and I was like you know when you grow up and you just don't have boobs like you're a girl and you like big breasts or you probably don't know but yeah. <laughs> maybe some of the listeners know the feeling um, and you see your um, classmates you know get having breasts and their breasts grow and they can wear nice bras and all of that and I, I was just like a boy like nothing so um and then all of a sudden you wake up and you have breasts yes so I just <laughs> I just kind of felt like wow I have boobs like everybody look at me I just kind of had this I just want to show these to everybody like look I have boobs so I think uh and then um did they look I went hmm? did they look like when Wait. you started showing that your boobs did people start looking oh, at them? oh yeah yes they did yes they did well I went um I started as I said as a model in the men's magazines yeah So yeah. So the reason for first uh, breast implants was really that that you were wanting to have breasts for like, quite a while, and then yeah, yes. Well, be but I, at that at that point, I didn't think anything. I still didn't know what is a stripper, what is striptease. I still had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I but I was taken like shortly after I had the operation. I was taking to a strip club and that was like also 
first time I see pole dancing and they are so flexible and so beautiful, such beautiful dance that and they had these like playboy bunny waitresses there and I just like all all that kind of clothes. So so I was like, oh wow, like I just want to be like them. Like I, I want to do this job. Yes. And then you said that you got the yeah. first men's magazine photo shoots. Is that where yes. it started? Yeah, that's how it started. I, I was just um like okay, I wanna show these boobs <laughs> and just Google like model for men's magazines and a Finnish magazine came up and I wrote to them, hey, you know, I want a model, so how does how does this work? And I got approved and we scheduled a photo shoot and yeah. And that's where it started. Well, I, I, that's I know. That's how it started, yeah. Well, I know this already, but uh, uh, where were you studying or what was your other life apart from the photo shoot at that point? Uh-huh. At that point, I was in Helsinki University studying geology. So you actually. Yeah. So I, yeah. So I had moved to Helsinki to study and, um, well, I was already, what, 1920, 20. So I felt like, you Sorry, know, what was the year 19? I think I was 20 years old. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, because I got my boobs at 20. Yeah, so I was like 20, 21, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so um, it was 2009, 2008. Yeah. Yeah. 2007, 2008, something like that. Um, so yeah, I got into university, moved to Helsinki, and um, yeah, I just felt like, uh, first of all, in Helsinki, like all the modeling jobs are like available. And so I was like, you know, why not? Why not try it? And, um, and um, just... I hadn't really worked in my life and I just felt like, you know, I'm already 20, 21, like you got to start somewhere. You got to start at some point. Yeah. Like I can't just go from, cause I was going like from school to school to school. So, you know, you can't do that forever. Like you got to start getting um, experience, work experience and all that. So, and then I thought, you know, I'm going to pick a job that, that I enjoy. So you started getting doing the photo shoot, and how did your career yeah. progress after that? Well, then the photographer he knew the strippers and the strip places, so he introduced me to them, and um, I was also shopping at sex shops. So also the shopkeepers they knew people, and they introduced me. And so I started getting gigs and yeah. Like how was your first gig? What kind of, yeah, how was that? Uh, you know what? I don't remember my very first gig because as soon as I said, as soon as I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. My calendar just like blew up, like full of work. 
So I don't remember which was my like very, very first time. Um, but I remember a few of them that were in like the very beginning. Um, I remember I rehearsed very much, like almost to the very each step. What am I going to do? And, um, and I was super nervous. And I probably messed up. <laughs> well, the first show in, in a strip club, because I just tried everything, like strip clubs, um, exhibitions, so nightclubs, like just anything I could get, I would try it. And so the first show at a strip club, I asked the manager or the owner, like, what do I do? Like, how many songs, how long is the show, like, what do I do? Or, because some clubs have very strict rules, like, uh, you gotta take off your panties by the end, by the middle of the third song, or something like that, something stupid like that. So I just wanted to be, like, very clear and very sure, like, okay, so do you have any rules to, like, how long is the show, whatever, anything I need to know. And they were like, yeah, the show is like 15 minutes. And when I was th thinking about my music at home, I was like, oh, God, you know, 15 minutes is like five songs or something like that or four songs. And so I came up with five songs and then I go on stage and then like by the second, by the end of the second song, the other girls were like screaming at me like hey you gotta get off stage like you're up there for too long and I was like it's not even been 10 minutes like what the hell so yeah they like continued and the manager doesn't do anything the owners don't do anything the bar staff doesn't do anything the girls are just yelling at me to get off stage and I'm like okay what the hell do I do now because I don't want to break any rules because I was told the show is 15 minutes so then uh, I don't know it was just like super confusing very uncomfortable experience I don't remember what I did or what I didn't do but at least I didn't get fined or anything but I just told them that at the end of the night I just told them I'm not coming back. <laughs> what I'm was the right back. What was the right time for the songs? I don't know. I don't know. Um the girl the other girls, I think they did like two songs and then they for the third song they like go around the club collecting tips and then they get up on stage and take their panties off like before the third song ends. Yeah. Well, how did? But that's that's ten minutes. Three songs is like just over ten minutes. It's not fifteen minutes. Well, that's actually, that's actually cool. So uh, <laughs> that's that's interesting. So they collect tips. Like, how does the pay work in, uh, in if you perform in a strip club? Well, in a strip club, it's usually in Finland. Um, the girls don't get paid like hour or by the hour or anything so it's only tips and commission like tips that they get on stage or commission when they sell a private dance or a bottle or something like that they get commission 
um, in um, in Australia, it was usually either you paid like um, it's called a house fee or a club fee. So basically, to work there, uh, you have to pay something to the club, and then um, whatever you make, you keep it. Or sometimes for the VIPs, you have to pay like commission to the club. It's just complicated, <laughs> and every club is different. So, uh, but yeah, most um, most clubs that I've heard in the English-speaking world, like Australia, UK, America, girls pay a club fee, and then whatever happens in the club, they keep they keep the money. Sometimes you sometimes you split the money, like in Sydney, in New South Wales. I think all the clubs were like you split the money with the club, so you don't pay anything to work there, but everything you make, you just split it 50-50 or 60-40 or whatever. In Finland, the commission... Oh, it's crazy. Sometimes it's 50-50. Sometimes you only get 30%. Sometimes you only get 10%. It's stupid. Of so a I, lap dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, how much are the lap dances average in Finland? It's just... Uh, I've only been into one club in Finland, so I don't know. Or one club in Helsinki, one club in Turku. So I really don't know what is average but in the one club in Finland or in Helsinki it's like um, the cheapest lap dance is 70 euro and we get 70 yeah and we we get a third of that so like 30 percent I don't know what does that make 20 yeah 20 less than 20 yeah something like that how long is it it's uh, 15 minutes. Yes. Do, do they often tip in addition to that? No, in Finland we don't really have like a tipping culture. So um, rarely they tip. Some people understand that to tip, but not everyone. And yeah, one crazy thing. I really hope the system has changed. But back when I asked about it, one club in Helsinki, um, the lap, the cheapest lap dance, I think it was like 120 euro. It includes a bottle, but who cares about the bottle? Um, it's 120 and the girl gets 10 euro. That's not even 10%. So I was like, when, when he said that to me on the phone, I was like, excuse me, like, excuse me, it probably cut or something. Because did I hear this correctly? And I had to ask him like many times, like, did I hear this correctly? So the customer pays 120 euro. That's the cheapest dance he can get. One to zero. 120 euro and the girl gets how much 10 one zero the girl only gets 10 euro from that that's not even 10 percent like what 
And we gotta get naked for that. For the 10 euro, we need to get naked. Excuse me? Like, how, how does this work? And this is all we're getting. We're not getting paid um, to perform there. We're not getting paid hourly, anything. That's what we get. And then he's like, yeah, well, well, girls are good at getting tips. Like, you're supposed to get tips on top of that 10 euro. So I was like, okay, excuse me. We're in Finland. If the customer pays... 120 euro for a 10 minute dance where the hell is he gonna get more money to tip you he already paid 120 euro for only 10 minutes of his night yeah yeah so i was just no i'm not working for you (laughs) But he felt that it was all right. Well, yeah, he, he was do? like, he was like, well, other girls are okay with this, so we're not changing it. Yeah, I was like, can can we negotiate about this? And he was like, no, well, other girls are okay with it, so we're not, we don't, we don't see a reason to change it. Yeah, I wow. was like, how in the hell can someone be okay with this? But. I don't work there, so none of my business. Yeah, not not my problem. (laughs) Not my problem. Yeah. Well, well, the commission with the lap dances and the tips during dancing is pretty clear. How is it with you said that you sell bottles too? Yeah, in the clubs we sell bottles champagne bottles i don't know the prices because i don't really work in clubs and i don't really sell bottles but so you yeah, try the to push all the people to buy yeah. more or what's what's yeah that yeah yeah like um do you want to spend more time with me we can get a champagne bottle and you sit with them for however long yeah do you drink like how is it with drinking with clients uh, well, I don't drink at all, like never, so the more for the client. <laughs> so you don't drink, like, but do they pour pour it to you? Pour it for I you? Um, some clubs are like, well, you have to pretend that you're drinking, so yeah, they pour it to me, but I don't drink it, yeah. Oh, you some have never clubs. drank? No, I'm, I've, like, never touched alcohol, yeah. Yeah. Some clubs understand it. They're like, yeah, you you don't have to drink and you just sell the bottle and you just get a drink for yourself, you know, whatever. Well, how did how did it feel like you were talking about your first times times performing? How did it feel like when you did it for the first time? Um, well, it was great except for the strip club experience <laughs> i mean i love being yeah. on stage but it was like just so confusing i guess that's what um, i'm like how did it feel being on stage and mm-hmm. doing that thing that's what um I'm... then um then the other like nightclub show the exhibition show i remember i was super nervous like shaking but once you get on stage, um, it just goes away. You just do your routine, and it felt great. Yeah, so I guess this is something like 
like I enjoy performing and doing uh, whatever stuff that I do. And I guess when you're doing, is that the li- thing that you love the most? Doing stripping. Yeah. Stri- yeah. Well, I've been here for eleven years, so yeah, I absolutely love it. It makes me happy, and um, I think I'm like a creative person, so I like to create stuff. And a show is a creation in a way. So I get to create it from start to finish and perform it to people and show it, show my creation. So that, that's that's so great. <laughs> I saw some of your shows on YouTube, and mm-hmm. what I noticed that in some of them, you don't take really don't take the clothes off right away. No. It's like a, it can be a 10-minute, 15-minute show. So, of course, uh, if you get naked right away, then what's the point? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like w- um, when I saw some of the show, I, I, I really felt that it was like a longer dance number and you wanted to ex- uh, explore some themes. That yes. it's not just going there and taking your clothes off, that there was really ideas and bigger thoughts uh, be- and choreography behind them. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, um, I think that especially in Finland, we have moved more towards um, that the striptease shows are real shows. Like we really put on a show that it's not just um, in clubs, of course, maybe you can't do so much of that. So you just get up on stage whenever it's your turn in whatever you are wearing and you just do your dance on the pole or whatever, and then get off. Um, but when we do like in a nightclub or a bar or an exhibition, like on a big stage, then um, then we really want to do something like um, with a theme or maybe like uh, tell a story sort of thing. So, because I think uh, the audience has already seen so much of the basic, you know, girl dancing, taking her clothes off. Um, so, what kind of themes do you explore in your shows? I have many. I have um, well, all the basic police, uh, nurse, cowboy basic things and then I have some of my own um, that I haven't seen anyone else doing for example or I haven't seen anyone in Finland do them um, I have a queen of hearts show I have a voodoo queen I have um, the teenage ninja turtle <laughs> what else yeah I have a lot a lot of or like a waitress, dominatrix. I have many, many different. A magician. Yeah. So when I'm doing like, for example, stand-up comedy, I'm trying to make people laugh. Mm-hmm. But there's also a big part of like just um, <laughs> what was. I forgot the word, but like you just do whatever you feel like that you can improvise. really express. Yeah, improvise and improvise. express yourself. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Thank you. So it's it's also about um, making some kind of reaction happen in the audience, but it's quite a lot about expressing yourself. So I understand you express yourself, but is there 
how conscious are you like what how how does the audience feel about you are you trying to what are the things that you're trying to make them feel uh well i like to because many people um think of striptease well it is an erotic show we can't get away from that but uh, many people look at it solely as Mm, erotic and to get like aroused erotic arousal from it but I like to do also that the show can be a little bit funny it can be scary it can be weird it can be shocking like I want more uh, different feelings not only the sexual arousal So I like yeah, to... yeah, that's what I was feeling, especially on the first half of the show, that I felt that there was things that you wanted to express yeah. in the shows quite a lot. Could you see yourself, not that you should, but mm-hmm. are you? do you think that you could yourself do some kind of dance without the erotic aspect? Would that be fun? I think many of my shows don't have <laughs> an erotic aspect at all. <laughs> But yeah. uh, I am taking my clothes off, so um, I'm using it maybe more like a like a shocking or like a humorous, like "Ooh, look at my balloon boobs" or whatever. So um, yeah, so everybody looks at the show however they want. Of course, I can't tell them to look at it a certain way, but I do like to do like. Uh, different things that it's not just just erotic yeah that's what i felt when i watched it there was quite a lot of thought behind it do you mm-hmm. have other ways of expressing yourself you do clothes or something what kind of other ways do you have to express yourself yeah i do i make clothes and accessories and uh, i draw not so much anymore but i used to draw yeah And uh, something that I liked, especially when I was younger, you're involved in wrestling. Uh, not so much. Uh, it's just that um, a friend of mine, he's a wrestler, and we just um, do some collaborations sometimes, or we help each other out any way we can. And uh, yeah, it was just like... Um, one thing one time thing he wanted me to do this one character what kind of thing was it it was just like um how do i say well i guess he wanted to a little bit we'll have like a lady because it's so like a lot of men in the wrestling scene so maybe they wanted like a woman female female add a female to it and it would also be like a little bit um how do i say promotion for me like they use my name and everything so so yeah just to introduce me to a different audience i guess yeah because if if i google you that comes up quite okay pretty soon so i thought that you've been doing that for a longer time oh uh, no it was just uh i think maybe because it's very recent 
because it was done very recently. No, it was just that one thing. And uh, and I've heard that, yeah, wrestling is quite big. So I thought, you know, I'll try it. <laughs> but I'm yeah, not, I'm so not wrestling. About the sh- the show wrestling, yeah. I, I don't wrestle. I was just there, like, walking. <laughs> With the guy? Yeah. Who was the guy? Uh, I my character was a little bit like a Catwoman thing, and she had a pet. So yeah, I don't know the guy. I don't know the guy. My friend, he is uh, he's a wrestler. Like he, I guess he's the champion of Finland right now. Who Starbuck? Starbuck, yeah. Yes, uh, mm. I don't know him, but I'm I'm aware of him. Oh okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's the one that I know. But you don't see. Uh, do you see future in that for you? Uh, I don't think. So. I, no, I'm not gonna say anything. Uh, at least I'm interested because that's about the kind of clothes that I make. So maybe I can make make the outfits possibly. But uh, I don't really see myself in that industry maybe like performing i don't think so stripping is such better money that why would i yeah 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 i guess yeah, yeah i can understand that because <laughs> well anyway you fit well in that i thought that you had that done that quite oh okay more. okay no we'll see so, what the future brings yeah mm. so as a stripper how often do you how much do you work per week Um, of course, if you do the clubs and all of that, you can have work every day. Like you can work as much as you want. Because um, I only do nightclubs and bars and private events. So most of them are on the weekends, of course. So um, I might have like, well, yeah, most gigs are Friday, Saturday night. We have some... Um, some venues that have striptease every Wednesday, some have every Thursday. So there are, there is work during the week as well. But I only get that like once a month or something. And um, how is? Yeah, yeah it, it's very hard to say like how much work because it's really. Uh, It's a little bit seasonal. It's um, I can't tell anyone, hey, throw your bachelor's party this weekend. I'm free. So why don't you do your bachelor's party now? You know, I can't tell anyone that they they have the party when they have the party. So some weekends are I don't have any work because nobody booked me. Some weekends I have five gigs going all around the country <laughs> how is it with the relation with your personal relationships mm-hmm. like what do your like a boyfriend or something how do they feel about this um well right now it's a little bit like we we just don't talk about work like we know what the other one does but we just you know We just know and we just don't talk any details. So 
and I really don't care what he thinks. I think if he if he did mind it, then he wouldn't be with me. So yeah. But um, in my marriage, I'm divorced. So in the marriage, um, well, I told him immediately what I do, and I asked him, "Are you okay with this?" I'm not quitting, so it's like I'm not gonna quit <laughs> because of a man. Yeah. Like you gotta Good. understand this, yeah. So, and he was like, "Yeah, it's okay." And then he wanted to move in with, or like we moved in together. So I was like, "Are you still okay with my job?" Yes, everything was okay. But I guess you know, in time, and when you when you first meet and someone asks you like hey i'm a stripper what do you think about it and you have no experience from dating one from living with one you have no experience or have no idea what striptease is you've only seen it on tv or in or in movies then uh it's very hard to say like what um what you think of it so when we live together and you really see the lifestyle and you really like in the lifestyle, like your girlfriend is never home and all of that. So I guess it's um, not every person can take that. And especially in the beginning of the relationship, when you really want to be close to the person and lots of love and all of that and then the person is always gone and performing naked for other men and all of that so I do understand that it it's not for everybody so uh even if he was like yeah everything's okay and he even helped me a lot with my work and to get gigs and all of that so but then in time I did notice that he wasn't okay with it and he wanted me to stop and I was like hey I told you from the start I'm not stopping I'm not quitting and yeah it just became a huge problem so yeah I guess that's the biggest why we divorced well I'm sorry about that but I don't be I'm happy it's I'm happy I'm so happy I'm like the best decision of my life. <laughs> I'm so happy I did it. Yeah, I was it. thinking like, uh, sorry. I'm so happy I did it. I'm so happy I divorced him. Yeah, I was sorry. I'm just taking a pen because I need to remember something at the end. Mm-hmm. Well, well uh, we can do it now. We need to talk about your book. Mm-hmm. But ju- so just about the relationships. So I, I, I guess I was just wondering, like, are some guys weird with that? <laughs> that. Are guys weird? With weird? But um, you already answered that. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's just it's not for everybody. Um, it's you can't really explain. I think it's the same, you know, um, with maybe musician, rock star. You think it's so glamorous and wow, and but then when you actually in the lifestyle and you see it every day from very close. You see the all the good, bad, and ugly. Then, yeah, it's just not for everybody. Yeah. Mm. Well, 
How do you? So let's talk about the book. You have a book, yes, which I did read. Yes, Irina Tundra K18. Irina Tundra yeah. K18. It's unfortunately only in Finnish, and I don't think they are gonna translate it. But it's full of pictures, so if you can't read, you can just watch the pictures. And it's your biography. Oh yeah, it's cut. Yeah, basically, it was like originally, um, it's like a photo book that the photographers photolies.com they wanted to make a photo book of their work, and they've been uh, photographing me for about like seven years. Well, ever since they started, and. They've heard all of my stories <laughs> with my customers, and uh, so I, because um, they wanted to do the book, and they wanted to have like a theme or something like what is it gonna be about? That it's not just full of pictures that they've taken. That there's actually like a a theme or something, and yeah, they've heard all of my stories, so they thought that would be a good good theme for the book so we did it cool mm-hmm. i i have had uh, two more things mm-hmm. to ask the first thing is um you uh you do this in quite a business woman like way especially your website is everything how do you feel about that i try to yes um well in finland it's the best way to do it like you have to have your own business And um, like business, you seem very organized and very businesslike. Oh, thank you. Like much better than many musicians and stuff. Like oh, that. oh, oh, thank you. Um, yeah, well, that's just how I am, and mm, like very OCD and organized. So, and then I'm very scared to, because like in Finland, the biggest mistake you can make is tax fraud so i'm very scared of that so i just want to have everything everything organized and done right so and i think um also for the customers um it gives like uh how do you say they can trust you when you know the website is working everything is working everything is professional then They really know that they are getting a professional. So yeah, I like to keep it that way. How do you think? Uh, because Irina Tantra is not your real name. Mm-hmm. How much do you feel that you're different as the character and at home? Ah, uh, you know, uh, Irina is my real name, and I picked that because. I didn't want to be somebody else. Like most dancers, for safety reasons, they have like a artist name. But I felt that coming up with an artist name, then I would really have to like become a different character or a different person. And I didn't want to do that because I really wanted to be like myself on stage. So I just kept my own name, but. With time, I do notice that Irina Tundra is a little bit different than the Irina at home. 
Uh, and yeah, yeah, it they kind of grown a little bit apart because uh, on stage you have to be like very theatrical and charismatic and all of that. But then at home, I I have to say I'm very lazy. Like I don't um, yeah, I just I'm just lazy. <laughs> I don't do my makeup every day and all that, but on stage I want to be like everything, everything perfect. Yes. Mm. So what what are your dreams and uh, how do you see your future in this field or in life? Mm. In life. How much what time do do, do we have? How much time do we have? I also wanted to say, it, huh? Uh, it's not that specific. Okay. But how much time do you have? Uh, I have all night. I, don't worry. <laughs> no worries. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so there's no specific. Yeah. Okay. I also wanted to say that. Yeah. Uh, so the Irina and Irina Tundra have a little bit grown apart, and actually now I've started to do like actual characters in my shows. Like, um, yeah, they're just like different characters. Like I have a German girl or. Um, the turtle, Ninja Turtle, they are like completely different characters, personalities. So I'm kind of like acting when I'm on stage. And yeah, I just want to wanna try that, that I can actually go into like a completely different character and play a character on stage that it's not necessarily always playing Irina Tundra. Yeah. <laughs> nice. How about career-wise? Like, do you want to go up? What are um, you still hoping? Dream, dreams, aspirations, goals. Um, well, I've already done Australia. And now I want to do New Zealand. Working holidays, super easy to get. You just fill in the form and you just get it. And uh, But like a working visa, you actually have to have a, a workplace there, like, you already have to have an employer uh it's so much like so much paperwork it's so it's not impossible but it's very hard and especially in this field because it's not like essential work so it's yeah it's pretty impossible to get to get a work visa so i really want to do it with the working holiday while i still can and um I do want to travel the world, not necessarily for work, because also in this industry, um, in many countries, it's, for example, they have age limit, like they don't um, employ dancers over 30, or you have to look a certain way, or whatever, so it's... Um, it's not even possible for me to work everywhere. So I just want to travel just to see the countries. And also the different laws, like some countries, they don't even have strip tees. It's like straight out brothels. So it's not even possible. So yeah, but I just want to travel. Um, let's see. I do have some dreams that... I'm just not gonna gonna disclose because I don't want to jinx it. Uh, what I do have, like maybe future plans, 
if I ever get tired of this. I do want to go to the US. I was going to ask you how to get a working visa to the US because I find it quite um, impossible for this industry. Yeah, it's it's pretty tricky, mm. but it's possible. Okay. That, that's the first thing to remember. Mm. Well, I won the green card lottery. Yeah? Have, have you heard about no. that? Uh, so every year it's a f- it's free. Uh, in a fall, you just fill out something on web. It's called uh, I think it's a DV lottery or green card lottery. Just make sure you go to the actual American government website because there's quite a lot of. Uh, so the ending needs to be .gov mm-hmm. because uh, there's quite a lot of uh, scam websites. Mm-hmm. But it's a green card lottery. You just fill your inv- information and. Um, you might win it. You get the information in like half a year. Okay. But I, I participated like about six times before I actually won it. Mm-hmm. But then you get to work. Then you get to live and here and work. And it doesn't matter what industry, just any anything. Okay. Yeah, anything. Oh, cool. So green, green card lottery is good. Okay. Uh, but, uh, but, but since that's a lottery and it might take years, mm-hmm. if, if, if you're like a established artist in your own field mm-hmm. and you can prove that to them there's a couple of visas that you can apply which mm-hmm. might be a way to go for you yeah i've been looking at that re- i've been looking at that so maybe now that i have the book and everything maybe maybe i can try it well that would definitely be a way to go mm-hmm. and you could talk with some musicians or actors who have gotten it okay so it's it's quite a lot of work but the main thing is really to remember that it's possible if you just uh just do it but that might be the way to go okay yeah yeah because the u.s Uh, the u.s would be absolutely like a dream market for me that's the place australia and u.s are the places for strippers to make money so i really want to yeah what what's so good in u.s uh well you said money but Mm. anything else for the strippers money rock stars (laughs) <laughs> because then you yeah yeah graceland I graceland yeah do you feel that there's some kind of uh age thing that you're aware of how is it is, is that how um, that, does that apply um i would say no because uh everybody likes different someone likes the daughter someone likes the mother you know um we have girls we have the answers all ages from 18 to 50 like it really doesn't matter it's just how you brand yourself how you present yourself it's more about that than the age uh some countries have like we only mm, we only employ dancers from 18 to 30 and if you're 31 then you know, they look at your passport. Oh, you're over 30. It doesn't matter how you look, how how yeah. good you are. You're over 30. No chance. But then, yeah, most Western countries, they don't have that. I've danced with 18-year-olds, 20-year-olds, 30, 40, 50-year-olds. And everybody makes money. Yeah. Well, I think you have already answered this, but why, why do you think do you dance? Why do you think you dance? 
because I just love it because I just love it it's good money it's uh, it makes me happy it's like a way to express myself and uh yeah like I said the creative side I get to create something and make money from it yeah I think that's the biggest biggest thing Sounds great. I think I'm doing the same kind of thing with whatever I'm trying to uh-huh. do. Uh-huh. So I really can relate. Yeah, entertaining, the- entertainment. You get to entertain people. It's. I think when yeah. a person is laughing, it's the best feeling next to an orgasm. It's the second best feeling <laughs> that you can give someone. Yeah. So, yeah. How can you not love it? That's cool. And I loved how you said laughing. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you done comedy yet? I think some of my shows are a little bit like comedy. I don't talk. I don't tell say anything, but just the acting on stage, yeah. Awesome. <laughs> well, did we... That sounds great. Did we cover everything? Uh, I think pretty much yes Uh, one thing I wanted to say uh, because yeah I do get naked in my show and it is erotic then um, in many countries even in Finland even though we have the sauna culture and there's nothing sexual about it uh, it's still kind of I still see this phenomenon in Finland as well but especially I saw it in Australia I see it or I hear about it in the US uh, that as soon as nudity is involved people immediately think sex or erotic basically sex like um, even in nude beaches in Australia, like people were using them for basically like going there and masturbating and I don't know what, <laughs> I don't know what they were doing, but and it was immediately like they saw it as, and I even did like a poll on my social media like do you think nude beaches are for sexual reasons or for just like a just like a normal beach for the same reasons as a normal beach and actually I think it was like 60% answered that it's for sexual reasons and I'm like what like as soon as nudity is included people immediately think oh this is for you know something sexual but and then, I, so in Australia, I, I did talk to some people who, you know, when the nude beaches started over there in the 60s, in the 70s. So the people who were alive then, I talked to them like, what is this? Like, what's the big idea with the nude beaches over here? And they were like, no, it's not for sexual anything. There's nothing sexual about it. It's just like. It's just a beach where you can be like either with clothes on or clothes off. Like it's just like a normal beach. There's nothing sexual about it. But some people just for some reason, they immediately think that, oh, oh, nudity. Oh, it's for, you know, you can go there and be 
crazy. So the same with striptease shows as, as soon as nudity is included, oh, they get naked, so they must sell sex. So this must be about, you know, something sexual. But it's really not. It's really not. It's just an art art form and the human body is very beautiful. So why not? That sounds great. I actually want <laughs> one more question after that. What's your uh -huh. relationship to burlesque? Um, it's not very, I'm not very familiar with it, but they, of course, burlesque and striptease and cabaret, they all have the same kind of roots where they came yeah. from. So they are related in some way, but uh, at least what I've heard in Finland The burlesque, they have like very strict rules, like uh, no tattoos, no Im breast implants, like very strict rules, uh, how you should do it and so on. So, and yeah, they uh, like, we take all of our clothes off in burlesque. They leave, they don't show anything. Like they leave the tassels on the breasts and And uh, so you're not on. that connected with the striptease culture, with the burlesque culture, not so much. No, uh, I have been thinking because my striptease show is quite how do I say nice, like it's not so I don't use any toys or vegetables or <laughs> anything like that. So uh, it is like very nice. And then um, more and more people are getting into the more like, yeah, using toys, sitting on the face sort of things, which I don't want to get into. So I'm starting to think that, um, and some people, they, they book a stripper. And then when I do my show, They're kind of like, hmm, we were expecting more. So I'm thinking, uh, are people really expecting more when they book a stripper? So maybe I'm going more towards burlesque. And now that there's like a neo burlesque where they do take all of their clothes off and the themes of the shows are maybe not so glamorous. And they're more like, they can be like punk rock, rock and roll, uh, horror th themes, stuff like that. So I'm thinking maybe I'm going more towards that and maybe I should be calling my show burlesque. But then, yeah, they're, they are a little bit different. So I'm still like, mm, no, I'm, I'm more of a stripper. <laughs> Sounds good. So Irina yeah. Tundra, what's your website? Where can people find you? People can find me on www.irinatandra.net and there you can find all of my social media links. The handles are all different because I've had my, my accounts deleted so many times and every time I have to come up with a new handle. So yeah, no conformity there. But yeah, you can go to my website and you find my web shop and you find all the social media links over there. 
You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. And you can be booked for shows. Yes, book me for shows all around the world. Get me a visa to US. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Well, thank you. Thank you so much for being here, Irina. Irina. Oh, thank you so thank you so much for having me. Thank you for listening this episode with Irina Tundra. And new episodes are going to be coming up. Uh, you can find all of them online wherever you want to find them or on my website miskakayans.com. See you soon or talk to you soon. Bye bye.